my top five, which is what we decided on. <laughs> the best I can do is a top six, and <laughs> and I have a laundry list of honorable mentions. <laughs> Okay, here's the podcast. It's me and Chase, uh-huh. and we're talking about video games. Cool. Here we are. Is this episode number one, or is this, are we doing a new thing? This is uh, episode, this episode. That's what this is. I think we're on 77. I think this is 77. Ooh, lucky number double seven. I know, not bad, right? Not bad. It's because this is the one where we get Todd Howard to listen to our podcast. He's going to tune into this one, I think. Why Todd Howard? Um, all of the piping hot elder scrolls takes that we have but they're good ones oh we have good elder scrolls opinions and todd's gonna cosmically be tempted to come listen why why t howard this time why not hideo is this is this a different podcast (laughs) yeah no we we well okay so last (laughs) time we invoked the wrath of chet the rat and so now we're in a different universe chet the rat okay oh sure where our muse is now todd howard rather than hideo kojima yeah, we killed Chet the Rat, and now all of his variants are coming after us. <laughs> it's it's the it's the new multiverse theory of um, video game optimism. <laughs> uh, oh, just by the way, video game optimism, optimist, video game variety show. Two best friends talk about the wonderful <laughs> world of gaming. My name is Chet the Rat. I mean Chase. I'm I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> just David, original David. Don't let any other Davids tell you that they're David. It's yeah, just you're, me. You're variant zero. You're the original. Variant zero. On the sacred yeah. timeline. What? How do you envision Chet the Rat? I envision him like Chuck E. Cheese. It's like, it's a very similar vibe, yeah. Like a, like a more svelte punk, <laughs> punk Chuck E. Cheese. Or like, you feel me on that one? Like, is he punk or is he something else? I, I, I think he is the the marketing of punk. He's He absolutely rides a skateboard. That's like a, a mm. given. But yeah, I think there is a certain amount of mind flaying power that he does have. So there, there's a little, a little bit of spookiness to Chet the Rat, mm. of, of the brave new character that we've created here on Video Game Podcast. Chet the Rat, God, <laughs> it's powerful, a powerful name. I fear that whenever we were talking about the old one, we were just talking about Chet the Rat. We've now put a name to his visage. Exactly. <laughs> He's one step closer um, to reincarnating this... in the world. <laughs> He's going to show up on the back of some professor's head in a couple of years here. For sure. Um, this is a lot of in-universe video game optimism references. Why don't we talk about <laughs> video games, my dude? Yeah, let's do it. Let's um, do it. Have you been playing those recently? I have been. Could you tell me about a few of them? Yeah. Sick. The number one that I've been playing recently is Psychonauts 2. Absolutely, yeah. Ooh, it's really good. It's a good it's video really, game, really good. Right? Yeah. It's, a, it's an excellent video game. Just so many good platformers recently might have mm-hmm. been quite pleased with uh their existence so uh yeah this one this game is just it's just great it's totally inventive it's new it's it's quirky it's funny it's not like afraid to just be a video game mm-hmm. you know some games just want to be more realistic or this is a mm-hmm. war shooter you're a warrior kind of thing this is just <laughs> this is just fun this is just a video yeah. game it's just it, it's and it's okay doing that just being like silly and fun 
and irreverent. Sure. Um, but no, it's really great. And I love the, I love all the messages of mental health and, and wellness in it. It's great. It's kind of feels like yeah. the game we need right now. It's definitely pushing a little bit harder on the mental health stuff this time. It felt like the last one it like was kind of there here and there, but by and large, it was mostly just like a circus that you got to wander through in somebody's head. Whereas yeah. now it like there's a little bit more reference to like how someone actually thinks and conceives of ideas and like deals with their problems and shit. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. much better in that way. Yeah. I can't, I can't say too much cause I'm actually farther ahead than you than this game. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Um, but a lot of the levels are very ludo narratively, uh, not dissonant. Yeah. Whatever yeah the opposite yeah. of dissonant is They're in, in that line. regard. Yeah. Yeah. Of like, Oh, this is how this person is dealing with these emotions. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's built into the level, which is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really excellent. Excellent game. Besides that, what have I been playing? I played some Risk of Rain 2. Whoa. I haven't played this game, but I think I know what you're talking about. Does, like, what, what is the game overall? The game overall is kind of like if you mixed a... It's a four-player co-op online game. Okay. That has, like, Overwatch-style ge- third-person gameplay mm-hmm. because you have a bunch of different characters with different abilities. Sure. Uh, but it's also a roguelike. Okay. Um, in that there are you know, six different levels that you go through mm-hmm. and you, uh, in each level you kill enemies and collect money mm-hmm. to unlock different chests that are throughout the level to level up your, to upgrade your character okay. progressively throughout the game. Yeah. Um, and then each level has a big boss at the end that gives you like a special item. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I only have two characters, two starting characters right now. Um, but I played it online with, uh, some, some of our buddies from back home, Will and Eric and EJ. Nice. We went through and, and played it, and played a, played around. And Willie was a robot guy, and he was just, he was surviving all these death blows <laughs> and carried us through a boss battle on one level, and then everybody respawned once we started the next level. Hell yeah. Because Willie was a G. Hell yeah. And it was a beautiful gaming moment. Yeah, just just four dudes just be like, Willie, yeah. go <laughs> do it. It's great. Yeah. Um, but no, it was a fun game. When I, the first time we, we, we played, I died like five seconds into it <laughs> because like an elite level enemy spawned like right next to my little pod that I came out of. Sure. And I was still just like learning how to walk and shoot and it just <laughs> Marked you. offed me yeah. real quick. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a little shocking at first, but no, it's not that hard. But no, it was, it was, it was good times. Fun yeah. playing with playing playing with some bros what's uh what's sort of like the the draw of it like what is what's sort of unique about it i guess what's keeping you there i think the different characters and their different abilities like you don't start off all the characters you have to unlock them mm-hmm. different playthroughs you get there is some meta progression and that you can get these things called lunar coins mm-hmm. that will unlock things permanently yeah uh in the game beyond that i mean probably just the fact that you get to play with friends yeah sure and interact that way like it's not like a super complicated game to play mm-hmm. um the levels are pretty just kind of wide open the enemy pops up and you shoot it and then you collect the the money yeah. to upgrade yourself kind of like i guess it's kind of like mobs like in uh like a league of legends or dota type thing mm-hmm. is that what they're called am i making a fool of myself uh is it, it's like not the same structure right like i think league is like no, much more but like four five on five rather but you're talking about like there's like neutral characters or monsters that you go and kill for like yeah that experience you kill or something to get experience and money to upgrade your character gotcha essentially okay but yeah it's interesting the worlds are are varied like there's a big tree forest planet there's like an ice planet the ending planet is just like this crazy asteroid belt 
belts kind of thing. Yeah. With these celestial beings that you have to, to kill. That's cool. That are called grandparent. Well, like very like bloodborne, yeah, Cthulian, yeah, yeah. Lovecraftian kind of thing. <laughs> so that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But it, it was fun. It was fun. It's just like a, a a fun little looter shooter roguelike Overwatch game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was I, fun. I feel like it's fairly popular. Like I, I see it around pretty frequently, but just have never like really given it that serious of a look. I guess one of the one of the other things that draws you to the game is that the longer that you spend in it, mm-hmm. the harder it gets. Huh. So there's like a there's constantly a little clock going in the top right hand corner yeah of just like how long you spent playing this round this uh-huh. this run of the game and then you see a little progression of the difficulty so it starts off easy medium hard very hard mm-hmm. impossible and then it's just ha 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 <laughs> it just keeps on ha 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 you right as it just gets even more ridiculously difficult because you could just be like a god at one moment and then just get destroyed instantly right. by some random enemy who just comes out of nowhere. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Sweet. Besides those, I've also been playing Boyfriend Dungeon. Sure. On on Xbox? On Xbox with Game Pass. Which is new for you. This is, this is a new development that you have in Xbox. Yes, I have an Xbox Series S. Mm-hmm. Figured it was available and $200 cheaper. And still somehow runs on 4K on my TV. I thought it couldn't do that. It's definitely telling me I'm doing. <laughs> it's telling me I'm doing 4K 60 frames per second. Huh. I, my eyes are are not that tuned, so I can't like <laughs> refute this claim. Yeah, sure. I'm very confused. Yep. But yeah, I've been playing. I'm playing Boyfriend Dungeon. Played that. Fun. Mm-hmm. Fun little fun little uh, dungeon crawler game. Yeah. A slash dating simulator. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange mashup of genres i feel like you would enjoy this game chase i feel like it ticks a lot of the boxes of the games that we're going to be talking about later yeah and yeah just just kind of a a very funny unique concept that could really only be a video game Mm -hmm. which is neat (laughs) yeah that's cool yeah it's just a fun yeah fun environment decent writing decent gameplay nothing like amazing but good yeah fun game were you uh were you privy to the like controversy that was floating around at this one recently? No. There is a character in the game, to my understanding, I haven't played it, but um there's a character in the game that like pretty explicitly like stalks you and like that's a that's a part of the story. Oh god, that guy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I that I think there was like some talk about like whether or not people wanted to subject themselves to that. And I think they added like a content warning as a result of, you know, the the I guess yeah. social pressure there. It was a content warning. Yeah. Um and like I guess that makes sense. Uh I think that this is sort of what I, I had mentioned last time this conversation about uh on Triple Click the podcast and they were I think they were alluding to a little bit of this as well, where the the game isn't endorsing the way that this person acts it is subjecting you the player to it and if you want to bounce like fair um mm-hmm. but i think like it, it would be unfair to say that the you know the game developers themselves are like endorsing stalking or something like that absolutely like, that's, not yeah, it's definitely not it absolutely not he is obviously shown us just being like a shitty a shitty person yeah yeah he's not a, a good person but he does like his text messages are just annoying calls me like a little hottie and like tells me that and i would tell him i don't like being called that he's like yeah sure Oof. like yeah. oh called my cousin who introduced us a loser yikes and like fat and shit and yeah like, oh my god this guy is like 
toxic. Yeah, pretty bad. Then everybody else seems flawed, but normal, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 an interesting game. I'm honestly a little more interested in the dating simulator part of it sure, it's a, than the dungeon crawling part of it. It's a brave new a, world. Yeah, I've never been a huge dungeon crawler fan. Mm-hmm. They're fun in this one in that you you're going through the dungeon and then you'll enter a new room and yeah. it'll be like an ice rink or like a. A, c- a cotton candy stand or something like that mm-hmm. and then it'll stop and like whichever boyfriend you chose for this level or a uh, significant other i should say mm-hmm. for this level they will uh then become their human form again you'll go on like a little mini date thing and you can romance <laughs> them that way that's pretty cool um so that. that's that's a fun little fun little aspect and you get your your like uh weapon will level up and become mm-hmm. more powerful the more of a relationship you have with each of these individuals mm-hmm. right nice. so it also ties it in that way, which is which is fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just an interesting little game. I re- I think I think it's fun. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're interested in either of those genres, maybe check it out. Yeah, um, I've, I've yeah. definitely heard that the 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 dungeon half of it is a little less good than the boyfriend half of it. Yeah, it's a little bit more basic, bare bones. Yeah, but not bad. I would sure, say, yeah, but yeah, like serviceable, not as engaging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not as engaging. So I played that. Cool. What else did I play? I played Pandemic, the board game on the on a video game, the video on game the version game pass. <laughs> That's huh? fun. We beat we beat it on the last round. Wow. We had one of the yellows left. Mm-hmm. If you got if you get zero cubes, you you automatically lose. We had Rit. one outbreak left, um, and we only had one card in the in the draw pile left. Mm-hmm. We cured it last turn. Wow, That's great. It was That's a photo it. finish. Unlocked a rare achievement, ultra rare achievement, I think, for that one. <laughs> Coming for your gamer score, Chase. Hell yeah, dude, come get it. It's like a hundred and forty-two thousand or some shit like got that. Got some points. Got some points. You got you got some points, baby. <laughs> I think that's everything I've been playing. Cool. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, nice. I'm I'm thrilled about your uh, your journey into the Game Pass library. There's a Game lot Pass in is there. Sweet. Yeah, I downloaded a lot of things. I put a lot of things on my download later list or whatever it is right yeah so i'm ready to go sick cool nice that's great what about you what have you been playing um i have been playing some video games uh i was a little bit busy in the last seven days you sure were i was doing some things so uh i i didn't have a ton of video game time but i did manage to get a few in i think that uh i usually don't say this but it's worth noting like i'm usually playing the games that i mentioned on a previous episode like Mm -hmm. it's not like i stop playing the games that i bring up usually it's just like unless i have something interesting to say or like if i beat it then i'll bring it back up but if not it's like well i'm still playing horizon zero dawn but like yeah it's still horizon zero dawn i haven't gotten to like the new dlc or anything like that it's still phenomenal i'm just you know i don't have anything weird to say about it so um worth noting that i'm still playing those the ones i brought up recently um mm-hmm. with the uh caveat that i've been playing a lot more of monster train Good okay God, i've been I've seeing play. you playing Jeez. a lot of monster train on the switch my yeah. goodness there's a lot of monster <laughs> train recently <laughs> it like I, I finally got to the part of the game where I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable with all the classes. I think I know what I'm doing. There's those uh, like essentially extra challenges that you can do to get like the true boss or whatever mm-hmm. at the end of it. Um, and I haven't beat that one yet. And so I'm very much grinding for that, that achievement right now. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's really good. It's a really good video game. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, the the two new ones that I wanted to bring up, one is uh, this game called Curse of the Dead Gods. Um, Mm. this I think is on game pass. Um, I, it is. Yeah. yeah. It has been out for a little while. I think it came out earlier this year and it, uh, it like caught my eye a while ago. I think I like 
you know, bookmarked it on Switch or something like that. Like, hey, I should buy this later. But it just happened to come up on Game Pass. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. um, it is developed by this company called Past Tech Games out of uh, Lyon in France. Lyon. Um, <laughs> and um, they, I was reading an interview with them and they said they pretty like intentionally, I think this was an interview with Nintendo Life, they pretty intentionally call out like Darkest Dungeon and Zelda as influences for like their art style, which I think you can mm -hmm. kind of see like the sort of like very shadowy. Yeah, and, Darkest Dungeon for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I, initially I was like, oh, it must be the same artist like that worked on it, but it's not, I don't think that's the case. Not that's a bad thing, but like you can definitely see the influence there. But the game itself is very different than Darkest Dungeon. It is um, a, I suppose like dungeon crawling roguelike. It, uh, I think it's maybe a little bit closer to like Dead Cells than something, I don't know, like Hades or something like that, wherein you are just going through these levels and the intent is to like beat the boss of them. But each run, you're, there's just like constant weapon drops and like upgrades and shit like that. And so you're kind mm -hmm. of crafting towards a certain build while you're going through it rather than like, I'm using a sword this time or something like that. Sure. Essentially, the game plays out as uh, you're this dude. Uh, they give very little background about who this is, which is totally fine. Like, it really doesn't need it. This dude who's, like, wandered into a, like, vaguely South American, like, temple ruin or something like that. Like, it's... Uh, uh, vaguely South American. Yeah, it's it's very... It's nonspecific, right? Like, you don't get uh -huh. a lot of information, but you're like, you know, this looks like it could be some kind of ruin that exists in the jungle somewhere in South America. Sure. And uh, he gets caught in this loop where he's like essentially grinding through these like levels to get to the top of the temple and uh, just, you know, beating bosses. Once he dies, he comes back, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's it's a roguelike. Yeah. So I think there's there's pretty standard parts of it. The roguelike stuff is kind of normal, like the acquisition of weapons, the like upgrading of your weapon uh, quality over time. You know, the way that you get coins that you can spend on upgrades in your current run and then sort of the meta progression stuff that you get over time that allows you to, uh, you know, get better chances at getting a rare we weapon or you start off with more choices for what your like build is going to be initially. Mm -hmm. Dodge rolling is in there. Parrying is in there, all that sort of stuff. And like the high level of difficulty. So that stuff I think is pretty normal. Like it's, it's not, you know, not nothing crazy going on there, but I think the, the, there's a couple of wrinkles um, that they bring to it that are pretty neat. First one is this like curse system. Um, you're constantly like getting little bits of corruption. Uh, if you uh, just by going through from one like node of the level to another, like, you know, the, there's like sort of your over map where you get to choose like you need to go this direction or that direction or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, just by going through those nodes, you get like 20 points of corruption, which adds to your overall thing. Right. Sure. Um, and then there's enemies who will, you know, shoot you and it will do corruptive damage. Or if you want to, if you don't have the coins to buy a certain upgrade, you can choose to uh, spend your own corruption which will you know add like 80 points to you or something like that mm -hmm. and once you hit a certain threshold when you go to the next room you will like be cursed essentially and so there's some kind of kind of negative kind of positive thing that will happen to you as a result of the curse uh so like you know one of them is you can't see enemies in the dark and so you have to like hold your torch up if you want to see them mm -hmm. but you do 20 percent more damage in the darkness so like it's kind of like it just makes the game more heightened in a certain sense. Mm -hmm. Another one is like, you know, you uh, become ethereal when you dodge. And so like you've got a longer dodge roll time frame, but your torch goes out when you're rolling. And so like Ooh. you don't necessarily know where you're going. Spooky. Yeah. So it, it initially I was like, oh, man, it's kind of hard that they're just like giving me 
you know, making the game harder as it goes through, but they're not necessarily always like that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can kind of turn it to your advantage, which is interesting. Mm. And so it, it forces you to do this kind of back and forth of like, okay, I have, you know, two curses right now. If I go and heal, I will definitely get a third, but I'm close to the boss. So I should probably heal. But then, you know, depending on what the curse is, I may have to sort of adjust how I'm playing. And it just sort of goes on and on from there. So I, I think that that's really interesting. And like the push and pull of like how they structure the the negatives and positives are mm -hmm. pretty cool and like interesting. I feel like usually in, you know, roguelikes, you don't see that kind of thing where it's like it's both kind of a negative and a positive. Yeah, I think you can you can kind of point to like parts of Hades where you'll have to do those challenges where it's like, OK, you'll get a boon later. But in the meantime, you have like, you know, half your normal health or something like that. So like, it, you know, it's it's sort of on in the same area, but not quite. But anyway, point being that I think it's like a, it's a very interesting way to like do the game. It's also structured in a way such that the when you first get to the game, you only need to make it to like the first boss. And that'll qualify as like a win. And then if mm -hmm. once you beat the first like layer of bosses, essentially, which there's just three of them, um, you can go up a tier. Right. Um, and then you'll have to beat on a on a single run. You'll have to beat that first boss that you already did and then a second boss. And so, like, you know, if, you, if you're comparing it to Hades, it would be as if you, you know, won once you beat Meg or in the next run, sure. you won when you beat the Bone Hydra until you were eventually fighting Hades. And so it, it is very manageable in the beginning. Hmm. Like it kind of teaches you like, here's how you play the game and essentially gets your confidence up a little bit before it's like, OK, now we're going to hurl you into the deep end with like you really have to be careful with your curses and like how you're playing the game and all that sort of shit. So sure, it's good. It's it's like a good video game. I'm really enjoying it. Like, you know, I don't I don't think it's like the, the groundbreaking video game that, you know, a lot of the other like cornerstones of the genre are, but mm. it's pretty fucking good and certainly worth like a play if you got Game Pass like it's on there. Yeah, still a good one. Yeah, definitely still a good one. So, yeah, that's that's one of the games I'm playing. Um, cool. The other game that I'm playing mm -hmm. is a video game called Lake. You heard of this before? No. I this is like I, I think fairly recently that I heard about this. It may have been in like the indie showcase at E3, mm -hmm. but the uh, thrust of the game is that you're playing as this woman named Meredith who is filling in for her dad in her hometown. Mm -hmm. And so she like I, I think the suggestion is she she works on this like operating system I think is what it is it's like a program uh -huh. and uh, I think when does this game take place like 1986 or something like that so like mm. you know computers are not necessarily very complicated at the moment but it seems like she's like some kind of software developer but she's going to uh, her hometown to fill in for her dad and all he does or not all he does what his job is is uh, delivering mail and packages mm -hmm. and so as your character you are essentially just like returning home and uh reconnecting with like either people that you haven't met before or people that you've known for a long time and like oh shit like meredith i haven't seen you in 20 years or something like that mm -hmm. and so it's it's interesting like it is a very lo-fi video game like there so far as i can tell and i think from the reviews that i've read like there's no huge twists or turns in the narrative like stuff happens but it's not like you're going back home and discovering that there's been a murder or something like that. Like, sure. It's literally just like, oh, yeah, I remember this place. Or like, you know, this I, I've been over there and I knew this guy or like I just met, you know, my old best friend or this diner is named something new or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the way that the actual gameplay plays out is just that you get in your little mail truck at the beginning of the day. 
and there's like 10 markers around the map and you just have to go deliver them. Sometimes there's packages. Sometimes there's little like actual, you know, bits of mail that you just put in someone's post box. Other times, like, you know, in the day that I was at yesterday, there was uh, this like cat lady who was like, hey, my cat's not feeling great. Like, would you be willing to take him over to like the uh, the dude who works near the dock because he like knows some stuff about animals? Not the vet. Not the vet. I'm not sure if there even is a vet. It's like a very small town. Sure. Okay. And so like, just you know, doc guy. Yeah, exactly. You take him over there and then like, he's like, Hey, I think she's been feeding these cats cupcakes. So like, just leave them at my house overnight. It'll feel better by the morning. Damn. That's it's, not for cats. It's not for cats. Definitely not. And so, uh, yeah, like it evokes a certain amount of farming simulator for me where like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to get in the right headspace to play this video game. And that's, uh-huh. that's more commentary about me than it is about Lake. Like, I I really have to focus on, like, okay, I'm not doing anything. I'm just playing this video game. I'm not going to try and play a podcast while I'm driving around in the fucking truck. Like, I'm just going to play the video game. Uh-huh. And, like, once once I'm able to get there, it's pretty enjoyable. Like, it's, it's very chill and very, like, I don't know, it's a very, like, comforting experience. Mm-hmm. It's also a neat experiment in, like, storytelling and video game storytelling. I think, like, very often there's a temptation to... Um, have this like huge grand narrative and like obviously right like it makes sense stories are usually structured that way Mm -hmm. but it's really interesting to like you know maybe not have that like maybe just have a bunch of threads you can kind of pull on and you know see where you want to go but it's not going to lead to like you know supernatural events or somebody's a superhero or you know the fucking end of the world or anything like that you're literally just kind of exploring these people and who they are and so for that scale yeah for sure very small scale and so i think like the the character exploration there is really interesting you know whether or not that makes like a game that you want to come back to all the time i don't you know i don't know i think it's probably for a really specific person i bet there's a person out there who just like loves this that loves this video game Mm -hmm. i think i enjoy it and like want to keep playing it it doesn't sound like it's very long so i would like to like at least finish it so uh yeah i I don't know it was it was it's an interesting video game i i'm enjoying it for whatever reason too it is just like my computer is struggling to run it it is not a particularly crazy looking game but like every time my fucking gpu is like dude i i don't know my man this is pretty i'm getting pretty hot in here (laughs) rendering this uh, um uh, mail truck yeah yeah something going underneath the hood yeah something is unoptimized or whatever or there's just like more complex shit going on in the background that i realize but Mm. um yeah underneath the lake is a full size cthulhu (laughs) yeah he's just lurking down there lurking down there god that would be terrifying it's the second that's the second act of the game yeah so uh yeah I, i i think it's really interesting like if I think this may be a good game to watch somebody stream it, like somebody mm-hmm. who you're like, I like this person as a whole. So like there's some interesting personalities there because it's much more, I don't know, for me, it's it's interesting to watch somebody understand someone else. Oh, this person must be like this or that's weird that they said that. I wonder what they could mean or like anything like that. It's almost reflective mm-hmm. of the person playing it rather than the game itself. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's pretty good. I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Solid. Yeah. Anyway. That'll bring me to my pontomistic thing of the week, David. Yeah, let's hear it. Look at us. Look at us 30 minutes in getting done talking about This is about beautiful. Fuck. That's crazy. My God. 
That's the that's the quickest we've done this in the weeks. Like, yeah, months. Tw- 20 episodes or something like that. Yeah. All you got to do is get engaged and then we'll... Look at us. Uh, hey, yeah. Look at us. Chase, <laughs> Chase is on a timeline now. Let's go. So, um, my optimistic thing of the week, the thing that is fueling my optimism, is this Sonic Colors debacle that is going on. Have you been paying attention to this? No. Um, there is a remaster of the video game Sonic Colors that have, has come out for the Switch. Okay. I didn't have any... I didn't even knew this was a game me neither colors yeah me neither um Uh it's not going so good Uh (laughs) for for poor little sonic colors very glitchy you will see like just the weirdest shit happening i saw one the other day where like sonic himself was like it looked like his character model was going through like every color in the rainbow just like constantly shifting is that not what you're supposed to have in this game definitely not And then he's like running and then suddenly turns into the character model of just like a fish for a second and then just pops back (laughs) into being Sonic. He went too fast. (laughs) He went too fast. It's true. Um, So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very fun. I like I definitely don't have a sort of attachment to Sonic Mm -hmm. the Hedgehog. And so this is all just sort of fun to watch from the sidelines, not in like a bad way, faith way, but like. There's just something special about a bad Sonic game. Mm-hmm. It, it takes a, a little bit of spice. You got to put a little spunk <laughs> on it. That like other bad video Ugh. games just don't reach the same heights as a bad Sonic game does. It, it, there's been so many bad Sonic games at this point. That's... I just feel like Sega's trolling us. We're like, this is just our thing. People love these bad Sonic games. Great marketing. <laughs> people pick up and play it still. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Gets um, people going. It really does. I was video game conspiracy theories. <laughs> it's it's so odd because like I played a lot of it on Genesis and I definitely played Adventure. Played the hell out of Adventure back in the day. Mm-hmm. And like even then I was like, man, this game sometimes is pretty rough. Like it feels not <laughs> so good. A lot of weird deaths. That's not good when you're a child thinking that about a no, game. No, I was like ten when mm-hmm. I was playing that. So anyway, I'm uh you know, not to not to uh, take joy in the woes of others, but I I just enjoy a good like wacky game debacle. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are some dipshits out there um, saying like, "Oh, it's fucking terrible devs or whatever." Fuck those guys. That's not what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. I'm kind of I kind of just enjoy watching a weird weird game being a weird built. thing going on and like from yeah. my understanding too like the original sonic colors all the sonic fans are like that was a really good one. So it's a huge bummer that this one is not done Damn. very well. Yeah. So yeah that's that's Sonic my fans stay losing unfortunately <laughs> i know dude i Poor guys. listen listen i get it we're both kings fans i was i, I was about to make that parallel yeah. too but they're the king's fans of video yeah. games oh, oh that's so bad Ooh, it oh. rings far too true they had a little bit of glory days back in the time they're going up against mario the lakers <laughs> the toe-to-toe but since then it's just been not so good a a sharp fall from grace uh for any for anybody not listening in i guess like the western part of the united states kings are a basketball team from where david and i grew up and they're to put it lightly they're not very good and they have a long time and they haven't been for quite some time long time it's been 20 years yeah, they'll they'll have like maybe a good start to a season every now and then, much like a Sonic game, and then just sort of peter out and have like the second worst record in the league or something. There's been so many false starts and false hope. Yeah, yeah, happens every year. You're like, oh, they're looking good. And there's that year we finished two games below 500. Yeah, baby, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> a good one. That was great. Best year. Sonic, Best year. Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors was a good video game. Oh God, um, just put a fork in me. <laughs> 
What uh, do you have something fueling your sense of optimism this week, David? Uh, I do. What is it? It is the physical design of the Xbox Series S. Mm, tell me more. It's so small. It's teeny. It's so plasticky mm-hmm. and white. It is just all sharp edges. Yeah. It's a big old rectangle. Actually, it's a small, medium-sized to small rectangle. Yeah. And I just, I love the juxtaposition of it against my PlayStation 5 right next door. Yeah. The big old curvy boy. (laughs) Big old curvy boy and tiny little square angly boy just sitting next to each other. It's a, it's a, an odd couple, but they work. (laughs) They work well together. The Series S is almost GameCube-esque in its design. It is. I, I was literally thinking, like, I could probably, like, mount a small screen to this and, like, make it portable pretty easily. <laughs> you gotta uh, just drill into the console and put one of those carrying handles onto it, just like the ga- the GameCube, <laughs> so you can take it wherever you want to go. drill into the, the, the thin plastic <laughs> yeah, it's, it's of the fine. console. There's nothing in there. Not glue it on. Drill. We're yeah. drilling, baby. Gotta be secure. Easy peasy. But yeah, just like the the design of it where it's like, we this is it. This is the thing that we're doing. There's not a lot of, like, character to this design. It's just this tiny little box that's gonna play your video games. Yeah, it's just not little box yeah no no place to put a disc just just a box so that was cool yeah. and i also i also like the the physical design of the controller the controller is good, quite yeah. nice yeah i really love the little bit of texture mm-hmm. they put on the on the back of the controller to yeah. put my nice little fingies on yeah yeah i love that i just love the feel of like those little bumps there it just feels like that controller ain't going nowhere in my gamer rage <laughs> or a sweaty palm uh, moments you know sure staying in them hands <laughs> i i also really like the the like kind of soft cushion at the bottom of the triggers there's mm-hmm. like it, it's not quite the like plastic click that you got with like some of the older stuff it's very much like a <sighs> that that happens once <sighs> you, uh, <laughs> at the uh at the bottom of the the controller so yeah it's it's a good yeah. controller i feel like the the controller design like this generation is just absolutely nailing it like both consoles yeah. are very good controllers oh one other thing yeah the contrast and textures they use on the controller is nice especially on the joysticks mm-hmm. where the in the recessed part is very smooth but yeah. the area around it has like a nice rubbery texture to it so yeah, you those fingers ain't falling out of them it's got the like all-wheel terrain on yeah, the, on the a, sides yeah. atv mm-hmm. atv on the sides uh slippery boy on the insides huh oh no <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's a good controller and a good <laughs> cool system <laughs> um yeah totally uh but do you want to do you want to by chance move on to our main thing let's do it cool So I was texting about what we were going to do for this episode and you, uh, I think laid possibly laid a curse on me when you suggested what, um, what we should do for this episode. Oh yeah. You suggested doing like the curse of the old Dawes. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you suggested doing best ding boy video games. Sure did. Which I suspect we should clarify like what that means. If somebody is not yeah. necessarily familiar with our entire catalog of, yeah. of lore. Do you want to take this one? Yeah. So like, it's a bit of a vague definition, but I think to me, like Ding Boy suggests a certain amount of like satisfaction in progression in a video game. 
Yeah. And it's a pretty broad category because I feel like there are certain games that are very ding boy that we describe as ding boyish, but yeah. others that like wouldn't necessarily qualify for that, but we still describe as ding boyish. So my my uh, read is usually that we are just describing um, the game acknowledging that you are progressing in some way or another. In some way or another, whether it's a large task or a very menial task. Yes. As well. Yeah, for sure. Which was why my idea for why we did this for Labor Day. Uh, to appreciate the menial, menial workings of of some of these ding boy games. Sure, yeah, you just you putting in the work, man. You putting in the work to get that ding. Putting in the hours to yeah. get to make the numbers go up. So, uh, yeah, as our resident ding boy, um, this <laughs> sure are. this category yeah. was agonizing for me to try and put up my top five, which is what we decided on. <laughs> <laughs> the best I can do is a top six, and. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a laundry list of honorable mentions. I struggled to get five, to be honest. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. Oh, man. Okay. Well, that's fair enough. Yeah. I, guess I, I, can, I have six, actually. I could do, we, could do, we could each do a top six. How about that? Listen, you're more than because welcome. Because yeah. Labor Day was September 6th. Oh, wow. Sure enough. Let's do top six. Then I can take the question mark off of this one in my top six list. But I have no honorable mentions. I have so many, David. So I believe it. I believe it. I'll put some chapter markers in there for everyone who is so bored at the the uh, honorable mentions that you just want that hot number one. But give uh, number But I will have some things to say later on. Well, fucking sick. Why don't we do this? Mm-hmm. Get down into it. Get in this Labor Day, which is now a week ago. Um, as you're listening <laughs> this to this Labor Day, this labor, the laborious day. <laughs> Okay, do you want to start or should I? Um, I'll, I'll start off. Okay. I'll start off. What's what's your number six? Best number six, ding six, bo- six, six. Wow. Uh, what's your number six best ding boy game? Were you were you feeling the uh, the Monster Truck Rally vibes when I said that? I was feeling, yeah, the Monster Truck Valley. The, uh, Valley. Monster, Monster Truck. Truck Valley. That's a video game. That's a video game or the title of our next uh, fiction that we write. Monster yeah. Truck Valley featuring yeah. French Onion Larry and Shet the Rat driving Grave Digger. I was just about to say, and <laughs> Grave Digger. Grave Digger. Oh, God. Ridiculous. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what's your number six? <laughs> my number six is Rocket League. Oh, okay, cool. So, since I am not as much of a peer ding boy as Chase, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my thought process was games that just get me to keep playing, yeah, for one reason or another. And Rocket League definitely gets me to keep playing via just the the level progression mm. of of my car, yeah, and unlocking sure. new little decals. Uh, getting all the the different um, perks or rewards for getting all the the um, oh what are they quests or uh, challenges for, yeah, the, like for, for the daily specific season the daily yeah. challenges and yeah. the season challenges to give you new stuff mm-hmm. um, so that definitely gets me going gets my dopamine button pumping sure yeah so yeah that's a, that's a that's a pretty good one I, I like that game. In the honorable mentions, I just wrote multiplayer games because most of them do this now. Some uh, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, you get some kind of level, and like you're able to track a certain amount of progress over time. And yeah, those dailies will really get you. Mm-hmm. Really get me going. <laughs> oh, I remember you and Hearthstone were big on that. Oh my god! Well, Hearthstone too, like because it would give you in-game currency to buy more cards. Man, oh my mm-hmm. goodness! Not just mm-hmm. a level, but you could get more fucking cards. Yeah, bro. Come on. 
they knew how to get you. Oh, I didn't even mention Hearthstone in here. Fuck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is an agonizing process. There are so many games that I was like, I can't not. <laughs> this is this is really your segment, honestly. Yeah, partially. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's you saying good games that have good progression and me uh dying and moaning in the corner talking about how I can't choose my children. Yeah, it's more like I guess it's like progression that almost is like manipulating you into keeping on playing in a way. That's kind of what I feel like a ding boy game is for me. Like I just need mm. one more ding. Just need another ding. Just ding me again, baby. It's partially that. I think like progression it like inherently it's just part of a video game, right? Like it's Yeah. you have to progress to make the video game continue, but mm-hmm. um there are definitely games that use it in a more direct way to like keep you coming. Mm-hmm. Um but I uh yeah. Well, we'll we'll get into it. There's there's a lot to, there's sure, a lot sure. to talk about. Right, um, what's what's your number six? My number six is Cookie Clicker, David. Cookie Clicker, Cookie Clicker, and the like. There are many games that are like Cookie. What Clicker. What is this? So Cookie Clicker is uh, I think it originally was like a browser game or something like that. Is but, this? Can I have another cookie, please? Is that that game? Uh, no, it is the game where uh, you click there in the in the very beginning of the game. Uh, it's like the goal of the game is to make more cookies and to sell more cookies. Okay. Uh-huh. Great. Initially, the only way you can do that is by clicking a big button on the left that says make a cookie and you will make one and then it'll sell. I think almost immediately. I don't even know if there's a difference between those two things mechanically uh-huh. and you'll get some money for that. And yeah, that's, that's the initial thing. The, on the right side, there's like a series of upgrades that you can get, like, mm-hmm. you know, you can hire someone to also make cookies so that you don't have to click the button all the time. You can just passively be making more cookies. Uh, you can upgrade it such that when you click, you get two cookies instead of one. Uh, you can make it such that your cookies are worth more money so that you're selling for more and ma- making more income. Mm-hmm. And that just continues to escalate and escalate until you're making like cookie factories. And mm. uh, you've got like, you know, quantum cookie machines that are like folding in on themselves to make a shitload of cookies. <laughs> Imagine it. Your name in cookies. It's <laughs> pretty good. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of games like this. Uh-huh. I think uh, something the like... snowballing effect exactly, of, yeah, of the, automation and capitalism. Very much. Game. You, uh, I mean, it's it's commonly used as a way to critique capitalism. There's a lot of games that oh. do that. And, and like, right. you know, it's, it's just sort of a, a comment on, like, when does this stop? When do we, mm-hmm. like, when is this enough? And it's pretty effective at that because, like, kind of once you're, like, moving and grooving, you're like, I would like to keep going. And then, like, how do you actually know, like, okay, this is fine. We're good. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a ton. I think Space Plan is a more recent game that's like this where you're initially starting off with very small metrics and, like, you know, slowly gaining more energy to do more shit. Space Plan's a really good video game. It, it, it's a mobile game. I think it's, like, you know, it's very cheap. It's probably, like, five bucks at most. Mm-hmm. And you can beat it within a day. Uh, it's it's not long at all. Whereas a lot of games use this mechanic super manipulatively, right? Like, hmm. I think I played this for a little bit, but something like Egg Incorporated, it's a very similar kind of game where you're just making eggs, but at a certain point, your progress gets super duper slow. And they're like, hmm. well, you could speed it up if you want 
2 if you want to buy our boosts for real world money whereas like cookie clicker and space plan like it's either a flat rate or it's free and like you just get to kind of experience the satisfaction of like starting very small and getting very big mm-hmm. you could almost lump katamari damasi in with this in the sense sure. of like you're very you're very tiny and uh-huh. uh, eventually you are rolling up shit that is inconceivably larger than you were initially uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, similar kind of games in my mind not mechanically but just like theoretically i guess or the or, snowballing of it all exactly yeah you're experiencing the curve in a parabola and sure. like it's fun that part of it is fun so uh yeah definitely like those kind of games get the dopamine hurling because like the 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 first time you upgrade something where you like double your output is just like so satisfying or like anything where you're just like exponentially increasing how many units of whatever you've got it is so good like you're suddenly just so much faster than you were before in the same way that like in katamari damasi when you roll up a truck for the first time it's like suddenly you can like actually roll up a bunch of other shit because you're suddenly you know x amount bigger it's just it's fucking good god damn um so oh, yeah, yeah that's that's my number six cookie David. clicker cookie clicker it's worth a play it's my only God. i'm sure yeah what a what a left field yeah left field pick <laughs> ding boy my yeah. goodness um do you want to tell me about your number five yeah god i look like such a basic bitch compared to you it's the witcher <laughs> the witcher three hell yeah hell yeah the witcher three more based on just the quality of every quest in this game mm-hmm. just makes me want to keep going yeah sure and also just even the small menial things mm-hmm. are kind of fun uh collecting gwent cards i kind of found myself doing that in this <laughs> game a little yeah. bit even though i never really even played gwent yep just like i just need them for my collection <laughs> yeah that's about it <laughs> So yeah i gotta say about <laughs> that after chase went on a 10 minute diatribe about cookie clicker and how and how great it is i'm just like i like the witch three it has good quests that make me want to keep going that's all i got um, that's all i got that is totally fine i was i was just gonna say like huh? i think that uh, the witcher does a really good job of rewarding you with story beats after you do a certain amount of quests like the progression Story, is yeah. yeah just like experiencing more of the world because it is really fun and really cool i also think that like the progression of your monster hunts like get increasingly more mm. fun over time mm-hmm. cooler monsters like, bigger yeah, bigger game exactly yeah and so like i think that that level of progression is really cool and it ties into like how good you are playing the video game because they do get quite difficult at certain points mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah love that stuff which which is a good, good game one. that's a good one which is a good way good game can i tell about my number five Tell me about your number five. It is Pocket Monsters, David. Pokemon. 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 All uh, right. Great, great progression. My goodness. Mm. Uh, okay, so let me let me just set the stage. You've got a tiny little creature. Uh, uh, oh. a, me- a measly little f- level five. Nothing going on. You just go out. Piece of garbage. It's it's nothing, dude. Like, it's the gust of wind is going to f- make it faint. Yeah. Uh, you go out, you start beating up some little rats, and suddenly there's a bar down in the bottom right that's like, and you get experience points mm. you're like what's going on here this is really fun was this baby's first hit of this of it may be it may be your very first hit of ding <laughs> it, d- distinct possibility because not only that when you get up to the top it goes and then you get a new level not only that but hold on you do get more points you get stronger like yeah. you go back out, you fight another Rattata, and then it's like, okay, I'm gonna use tackle again. It's like, whoa, that did a lot of damage. Whereas before, it was not doing very much. Mm. And it just it keeps looping on itself. You want to keep mm-hmm. fighting. You want to get stronger. Fucking level 16 rolls around. Like you said, <laughs> what's happening here? What is this? <laughs> Chet the rat is evolving. <laughs> 
into <laughs> Cthulian horror. Oh god. And like it, it it has this like other layer of progression mm. of becoming like visual this progression visual well. love of visual progression especially in that day and age like mm-hmm. very rarely did you like cool little uh character monsters or characters in general like change at any point yeah but if you just played the game you get a fucking dragon or a or a big big plant named venusaur or like a, a, a grande a, turtle a grande turtle that has cannons on its back that's very mm. cool and not to mention just all the stuff with the story of like well if i do this enough i'll be able to go fight the elite four and become the fucking champion are you getting me the champion the champion fuck you gary it's yeah. mine <sighs> gary uh, no good no good the gary so yeah i wonder if the name gary took a hit for our generation like yeah. for kids yeah i don't like, i don't know a lot of people who are having kids naming their kids gary gary is on is on notice <laughs> sorry no, name sorry gary dads i know there's <laughs> one of you out there yeah yeah no pokemon's really good at this uh i get roped into these games so easily because i'm just like i gotta i gotta catch all these fuckers like that's just what's gonna happen um i gotta see all their forms uh my oh i love in the pokemon games where uh at the end of the game when you've got like your squad rolling around and then uh you're like i need to fill out the rest of my pokedex and i've got all these kind of like dumpy little weaker pokemon let me just scoop them up into like my main squad put the experience share on them and just go beat the ever-loving hell out of some big pokemon and then just like dump experience (laughs) into this little tiny pokemon it's like bing 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 you got like 10 levels just from fighting one big pokemon Mm -hmm. Uh, oh man it's phenomenal you're so passionate about this I, progression, about dinging. I, David, it, we're only at number five. I have so many more things I need to tell you. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. I'm um, ready, baby. Why don't we go to number four? All right, number four for me yes. is yes. Minecraft. Minecraft, okay, sure. Talk to me. Big on progression in this it game, is, yeah, being yeah, that the progression right. is just your imagination and you know? like the the grind from like stone to iron to gold and yeah you get you dig and deeper and you get yeah. different materials but really I, I feel like the progression is just how far have you gotten in your own personal project that you want to create yeah it's true you know and it just gives you all the tools to do that yeah you know and you get you slowly go from having like just a basic ass shovel to like an axe and a pickaxe yeah and, all these different tools that allow you to do things better and quicker. And like, man, this pickaxe really gets through that stone real fast. Mm-hmm. Way better than my shovel. That's for damn sure. Better than my and fists. then it's just Gimli in the mines of Moria, just <laughs> down in the depths of the earth. And you don't even know where your home is anymore because you're so deep down in a place where only flame and shadow lives. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fall into a lava pile and you die and then you respawn and you do it all over again and you just explore to your heart's content and then bring back your resources to create, I don't know, a giant tree house that you've made. Yeah. In this giant tree in the middle of an island that's just dope AF with like little bridges and stuff between other trees around it. Oh, that's so good. I love it when you can set like a shared goal between you and like a handful of other people of like... Shared server or something? uh, Yeah, like here's our home base. Mm -hmm. I would like to make a castle over here and I would like to make a farm over there and here's the mine system that I'm setting up. Mm. And like, especially if the server is available like when not all of you are there you mm-hmm. can kind of just go in and like okay i'm gonna go mine for some stuff dump some diamonds into this like chest and then you know build out some some bridge works while while the other people are offline love that oh my god just like it's down for the cause man i want to just love the shared work chase comrade <laughs> I am, video game work i am ready to to serve <laughs> for the cause 
<laughs> it is fun. Yeah. It is fun having a little shared server and you're just like, all right, this is our game plan. This is what we're doing. Log on whenever you want. You log on each time. You see what someone's done. It's just like, Ooh, wow, they made that is a yeah. work over there. They did a good job. Yeah. Looks great. Immaculate. Perfect. One one of my like core video game memories is playing with you and Jahan um, in like mm. 2010. I feel like we were playing Minecraft, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. We like brought out like... I think are like uh, somebody brought a laptop, but I think there were like multiple desktop computers that we mm-hmm. lugged over to my house to play Minecraft. Yeah. As like 20 year old dudes, like even then I was like, this seems like a weird thing, but man, Minecraft is good. It's a good Minecraft's video fun, game. man. Yeah. I remember I had a Goku skin or something. Absolutely. Love the skins in there. It's good stuff. <laughs> um, hell yeah. No, love, love the progression of Minecraft. That's a good one. Um, What's your number four, Chase? My number four is Hades, which is... Oh uh, yeah, bit of a bit of a recent inclusion, which I, I get might be a little bit controversial, but like, man, the yeah, the amount of progression and feedback loops that they give you in there is just so nice. At every point in the game, it feels like you're taping, you're taking forward momentum. If mm-hmm. you if you take damage, if you take if you die, it's like, well, I may have died, but I might have learned something, and I certainly got some more stuff I can take home to get better. Whether that's you know the the meta progression stuff to upgrade your character, or the the House of Hades, or um, mm-hmm. you know change certain stuff about your weapons or some shit like that. Like, oh my yeah. god, just the the whole thing feels so empowering. Again, we don't we don't need to go on this super hard because we've talked Hades nearly to death. Pun mm-hmm. very intended. Um, but uh, we. <laughs> Uh, uh, sorry. Um, very but, intended. Uh, but yeah, it's just like it does such a good job of balancing, like putting enough friction between the player that it's not a cakewalk, but that it it just feels so natural to like you know go go through every part of the game and feel like it's forward momentum. Even the narrative stuff, right? Like if you're just curious about like what the fuck is going on with Persephone, gotta go find mm-hmm. out what's up. Like you you have ways to do that that are tied into the gameplay. Oh God, mm-hmm. it's just such a—it's a very good game. I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll stop myself there so we don't have to just go on ad infinitum about <laughs> fucking Hades. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Hades on this podcast. We sure before. have, yeah, yeah. So I think we're good. But yeah, great game. That's—that's an excellent inclusion. I was toying with putting that one in there too. Sure. Do you want to tell me about your number three? My number three, kind of a twofer. Okay. Spider-Man for uh-huh. PS4. And then also okay. Spider-Man 2 on the PS2. Oh, interesting. I nice. put both I put two Spider-Man games together. Yeah. Um, because I Why? can Yes, <laughs> I can. Um, <laughs> because the way that they do it, at least in my mind, this uh this dinging, this ding boyness is very similar in that sure. you will just be minding your own business, slinging around the city, and then mm. you hear like someone scream or like yep. a uh, car screeching or some gunshots. You're just like, wait, yeah. Spider-Man, I, I have to this. go help. I have yeah. to go help. I need to fix this. Talking about empowering, like you, uh, that, those are the parts of the game that are both like some of the more tedious things to, to do, um, mm-hmm. but also some of the more empowering things that can make you really start to feel like the character yeah yeah it's like you know some crime never sleeps so you gotta just answer the call when when you're there you can't just ignore (laughs) it you know you gotta stop that car you gotta save that kid's balloon it's just it's just the way it's gotta be if you're spider-man right you gotta deliver that pizza you gotta deliver that pizza that za (laughs) and there's always some sort of little experience reward tied to it at least in the newer ones it's very much Mm -hmm. like here's like a little story beat little side story beat here's some uh some upgrade points whatever you know you get you get a, a significant 
but small reward yeah. for each of those. And if you beat like a whole entire chain of quests, then you get an even better reward, like a secret boss fight or a, a cool new suit, mm-hmm. like from the, from Black Cat. Or yeah. So yeah, it's just it's it's just really really well done. It's really tied into the core of the character and the gameplay, which mm-hmm. is a nice way of doing something that is otherwise somewhat you know repetitive in that it's you know kind of just doing the same quest over and over again Mm -hmm. but it it feels significant enough to keep going yeah for sure that's a good one it's an interesting inclusion yeah i think like the the most recent spider-man definitely had both kinds of progression right like there's there's sometimes points that you can put into different skills or different suits Mm -hmm. or whatever but yeah i i i love the you know smaller scale like somebody has a gun and is you know mugging someone Go, go fight him, you know? Go stop them. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's great. Especially, like, when they do that, like, very Spider-Man movie thing where the person's just like, thank you, Spider-Man. <laughs> As you're swinging away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you, Spider. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's my hero. Hey, you mess with New York. You mess with Spider-Man. You mess with Brooklyn. <laughs> Is that what that that's the quote from fucking what is it the first one right when he's fighting Green Goblin on the bridge something like that start, yeah yeah like I I think New Yorkers <laughs> just spouting off some bullshit just some guy they found <laughs> off the street like you are New York you need to be in this movie yeah. right now <laughs> he's just walking home from work I'm like can you say something real quick yeah <laughs> yeah I think like like Green Goblin was about to like fuck up Spider Man like they just start hurling trash at Green Goblin which yeah love, love that. Hell yeah. No, love love Spider-Man. Those are those are good video games. Um can you tell you about my number 3? Yeah, what is it? Um of course, had to include it. It's Bloodborne, David. Okay. All right. What what was dinging you in this one? Yeah, so there's a lot. There's a lot of shit in this one. Like every Souls games has a certain amount of ding in me. Like a most of them usually have levels which help quite a bit that like mm-hmm. I can do I can just find a cool little place where I can get a lot of souls and just grind for an hour and get stronger and then similar to Pokemon go back and do one punch and feel like, "Oh, that was a lot stronger than it was a few minutes ago." Um very good stuff. So that's good. Not to mention like the it just sort of intrinsic progression that they build into the game of like, you're going to get better at this video game just naturally. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and you do every time you play one of these games, like there's, there's moments where you sort of level up in playing it and get better. And whether that means being more patient in the dark souls or, you know, learning to dodge roll better in bloodborne yeah. or go back and attack or parrying and Sekiro mm-hmm. or whatever, like, there's always Someone, a moment, yeah. yeah. It's you, that you moment get, where you become Neo, seeing the code. Exactly, yeah. And like you'll you'll run back and fight somebody from the early game because usually these games are very good about level design. They're intric- intricate, and so you'll run into earlier enemies like fairly regularly. And you're like, oh my god, when did I ever struggle with this person? Like this is mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bloodborne specifically, uh, because the the world and the lore of that game is so much fun. And so cool that like partially the progression of that game is just getting to find out like what is going on with all these like gods and the hunt and like all of this shit. Like what is happening here? The lore progression. Yeah, it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's there's some of that in, you know, Dark Souls and Demon Souls. And uh, I think more so Sekiro, like there's definitely story there. But I love the way that Bloodborne plays out where they're like, there's some definite shit going on here. Like Dark Souls and Demon Souls seem like they're taking place like almost after like huge cataclysmic events like very far Mm -hmm. in the future and like maybe there's like one big thing that you're doing right like you're fighting one big bad guy or you know overturning the the power structure of these old 
fucking you know it, you're you're going to fight Gwyn and overturning his sort of stranglehold on the world but mm-hmm. in bloodborne it feels like shit's playing out very much in real time and like you know you yourself as the player are getting more insight and seeing all these fucking cosmic horrors that have been on the buildings the whole time and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. oh god it's just so fucking good <laughs> not to mention like you know you can really dig into how you want to play these games and bloodborne there's no exception of you know you can craft how like what kind of weapon you're going to use what kind of build you're going to do and you know you can progress in that sense like sometimes you'll have to go like grind for um certain gems to like make yourself stronger or just find out where they're going to be mm-hmm. you know go fight people and get get it that way and so you there's this progression that's like almost self-motivated of like well i really want this like ridiculously strong trick weapon or something like that mm-hmm. but i have to go do these you know x y and z and so you there's that sort of progression too so oh god bloodborne gets me going man every, <laughs> every time that i get heaved over there every time that i see demon souls just sitting in my playstation 5 tray mm-hmm. i'm like maybe it's mm-hmm. time to demon souls again because that was a really good one too that, I feel one, like was, that one was quite good it's very fun look just looks fucking phenomenal uh, yeah it looks great good lord um so yeah love bloodborne it's really mm-hmm. good nice. um do you want to tell me about your number two uh yeah it's Civ. oh good one good one it was almost an inclusion for me too the, the whole game is progression it's it progression is, yeah. over the course of history yeah, yeah. uh which is tight Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it when you go into a different age and all your different your cities change, your mm-hmm. roads change, your units change into something else. Yeah, and then you just like roll up on some dude who's still like in the Bronze Age. <laughs> yeah, you're like, exactly. "What's up, fucker? I'm like, I want get guns. You. You're yeah. done. You're toast, dude. It is over. Not even a contest. You just <laughs> feel like the most powerful thing in the world. And then someone like sends a nuclear submarine yeah drops a here, nuke on to you. you, and you're just like, "Oh, what have I done?" <laughs> war is a terrible thing yeah (laughs) um but no there's so many different ways that the game keeps you playing because there's so many different avenues of progression yeah there's cultural there's scientific there's war there's making different cities there's making different units there's making different uh monuments or unique structures or stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. just very well thought out game seems like there's always something that you could be doing every second that you're playing the game Mm -hmm. if you're trying to just optimize everything fully yeah yeah totally excellent Excellent. that's definitely just one more turn it's definitely the one more turn game yeah yeah and you're it's like two in the morning you're like oh god what what have i done done?" (laughs) yeah no i totally agree like it was hard not to put it on this list because yeah you're right it's just like that it is it is progression the video game every turn being progress is so satisfying especially if you bump up the like the speed of the game where like you know you will research tasks will take like two or three turns or something like that mm-hmm. or building a unit takes one or building a huge monument or something like that just to the point where like it's not 20 turns to finish some sort of research you're just moving along very quickly yeah um, it does make the warring kind of weird but you know mm-hmm. I, I i just like clicking the research and getting good yeah it's good and like you said that that moment where you jump ahead of someone pretty drastically in technology and yeah. they're able to just sort of roll over their cities is just, just the most like satisfying. Shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good conclusion. Love that. It's a good one. It's, it's good on one. my, it's on my honorable mentions. Um, can I tell you about my number two? David? Yeah. Let me hear it. This one was tough. I, I flip flop back and forth between this and number one, like constantly that ask me tomorrow. It may be different. Sure. And I had a hard time picking one of these games, but for now, my number two is Super Metroid 
David. That's a damn good one. That's a ding boy game. Uh, mm. And by including Super Metroid, I hope I'm nodding to all the Metroidvanias that are also like this. Um, yeah. There's a lot. So, uh, yeah, I think the, the thing that Super Metroid does really well is giving you a map and letting you sort of run around in it and explore the edges of where you can get to and what you can do mm. and then allowing you maybe one or two avenues to get through them and then at the end of one of those avenues giving you something that will allow you to go back and go through a different route that you couldn't access before so whether sure. or not that is uh you being able to turn into a ball or uh, put a bomb down, or do a double mm -hmm. jump, or anything like that. Mm -hmm. There's a mm -hmm. lot of shit in those games. It uh, definitely was one of the first ones to do that kind of like progression through map and abilities. Like it, it just makes for such a satisfying experience if you can get somebody to want to explore the map enough. Because I know that that's like something that's kind of hard to retain sometimes. It's like yeah, this is overwhelming and a lot of map, and I don't necessarily know where to go. But if you can sort of get to the point where you're like, okay, so there are like five spots that I can't get to right now. Mm -hmm. And I just got a new ability that lets me tether onto certain things. Have I seen these blocks before? Where has this been? And then being able to sort of just go explore and find new shit. It's really, really good. Hollow Knight makes great use of this. Oh, yeah. Um, just phenomenal stuff in there. Same sort of thing with like the double jump, the like air dash that you get that you can just like fly through the air against certain places. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, all, all sorts of shit. So like that, that stuff is really good. And I mean, almost every Metroidvania has some kind of this like mechanic, this level of progression mm -hmm. where they are gating you behind certain parts of the map against your abilities, which uh, to me feels pretty natural sometimes. Like it, it feels a little bit more ingrained into the game rather than just like this door is locked right now. It's like, well, you can't get through it yet. You don't have the strength or you don't know how to do it yet, mm -hmm. which feels for whatever reason better to me. Yeah. Um, I know that, you know, that's, that's again, very specific to me because I like the, the, the rush of getting a new ability and thinking like, oh sweet, I've seen a ton of stuff where I can get through here. I bet I can go collect some missile upgrades and I bet I can go get through a new door and mm -hmm. you know find a bunch of secret shit. Like yeah. it's, it's just good. So yeah, love, love that kind of progression where it's just sort of feeding you little bites at a time. Mm. I think it's hard to do because like you really have to nail not letting yeah. someone be lost or uh, taking way too much time on one part or, you know, looking at the map and being like, I have no clue what to do. Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. It's hard, but, uh, you know, games like Super Metroid, games like Hollow Knight do it really, really well. I sure do. Okay. So we're going to do our number one here in a second. Do you need to do your honorable mentions? I will go as fast as I possibly can, huh? but I, but huh? I have a lot of honorable mentions. Huh? 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 I, I have one Hades. Okay. Sure. Yeah, totally. Love, <laughs> love Hades. Love Hades. You go. Uh, Okay, sit back, relax, take a load off, have a drink. I'm um, ready. So the first one, obviously, it's Mega Man X. Very good. Love getting new powers at the end of a boss battle. It's an, an immediate reward for uh -huh. doing good at the level. Okay. Um, getting new fucking shoulder pads whenever you go get a new armor upgrade. The Sweet. dash. Yeah. Uh, if you get everything, you can go get the fucking Hadouken, which kills a boss in one hit. Come on. That's a cool progress, dude. Pretty good. And I'm also counting a bunch of other Mega Man games in with that because a lot of them do this. Uh-huh. Including Legends. Uh, Legends yeah. is a very different kind of game, but same sort of progression of like now you can skate as Mega mm. Man. So yeah, good stuff there. I'm gonna mention Spelunky, uh, because it is the purest form of like mm. personal progression. Mm. Um the it, it's very much a rogue-like. It is, uh, you, you don't get a lot of meta progression. You just have to get better at the video game. Hmm. 
I think you can kind of qualify the Binding of Isaac as a little bit closer to this, where like it's just a very difficult game initially, but you will get better at it uh, over time. And so, like, while I honestly bounce off Spelunky pretty regularly, it's not necessarily my game. I totally get that, like, that kind of progression is just so satisfying for somebody who's good at it. So I had to had to put it on there. Next, uh, Stardew Valley. Love the progression in Stardew Valley. Good one. Starting out with a little dumpy farm. You got nothing. You got, like, $10 to your name, and you can plant, like, five seeds all the way up to you have a fully irrigated, self-sufficient farming system that you've built mm-hmm. from the ground up. Yeah. Um, sprinklers everywhere. You don't have to do shit. You just go around and pick up your fruit. Like, oh, hell yeah. Love that. <laughs> just um, the, picking up my fruit. The, the progression of the mines that you go deeper and deeper into, the other cities. You can repair mines. the fucking co- the, the community. The mines we've dug too deep and too greedily what is what is the line from lord of the rings i think that was it yeah was it really nice they dug too deep and too greedily and they woke something of flame and shadow fucking sweet so good that's a good line so good Um, so so good those movies are so fucking good anyways continue you know what they awoke in the darkness of casa doom (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) so oh god so, Just rewatch them. I want to watch them again. I know they're very good movies. Um, so uh, yeah, the social progression Stardew Valley also very good. Um, you can get your relationships up. You can go rebuild the community center, which gives you fucking other rewards. Just all all good stuff. Love Stardew Valley's uh, progression curve there. I included World of Warcraft, and I think that probably includes a lot of MMOs as a result. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the progression the progression's pretty heavy in a lot of those games and i think mmos have a tendency or they they can play with fire a little bit with their progression because sometimes it can become a little toxic Mm. um especially for the people who are you know susceptible to that sort of thing but man there's a lot of progression in in uh, world of warcraft specifically yeah like so many skills you can level up like any anything in the game that you can do you can level up and so there's a lot of really good stuff there. Um, not to mention like skill trees and doing better raids and getting better gear and like all that sort of shit. You can play it how you want to. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of self-driven progression there. Uh-huh. I, I will say for whatever reason, MMOs don't catch me quite as hard. Like I, I like playing them and I will usually do a little bit of them, but pretty much the moment I hit the level cap, I'm done. Mm. I don't have a lot of interest yeah. in those like post-game raids because like it's, I think it's just not as tangible as like, leveling yeah. up and going to new zones like, and what's the point shit. anymore yeah, i can't like, ding anymore what's the point of this game and uh, for some people that's the game right like the the end game is the game but mm-hmm. for me you know personally i just love taking a little trip around molgor lo- leveling up my level two tauren and then just getting all the way up to the level cap feels really good mm-hmm. um Great. yeah I, the, definitely there have been days where i'm like i don't know what i'm doing for the next couple of days i'm just gonna roll a new character and like get to level 20 or something like that mm-hmm. very good stuff oh well david i'm not close uh the next All one right, spark notes versions chase let's go let's go come on <laughs> elder scrolls they have good progression you're a little wimp at the beginning you're really good at the end of it mm-hmm. um that's it's just fucking good big story yep. quests all sorts of good shit uh mass effect you mm. uh start as lowly nobody well not nobody but like then you get your own ship you get to progress your friendships with all these people your romances mm. with all mm. these people you can date aliens in the second two you uh can progress the big story fighting these peepers and you gotta bring them down like just all sorts of shit second one you have to get a lot of money second one you gotta get a lot of money i love the in-game uh uh side missions for like all the people 
mm-hmm. that like get this really significant story payoff and then also like maybe some cool upgrades on the side love that good feels really good uh like you said civilization good stuff already went over that uh next one total war shogun uh, any of the Total War games will do this, but they do a great job. It's mostly a fighting game, but there's like an overmap that'll show you like your line of your territory, depending on how well you've done, how many good mm. fights you're doing. Oh, My yeah. goodness. Gots to, gotta unify Japan. That is a thing you must do. Good stuff. Speaking of maps that you need to take over, Soul Calibur 2, the arcade edition, David. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the destroyer the, of quarters. In... In the arcade edition of Soul Calibur 2, there was like a card reader that you could make these like personalized cards that would recognize who you are. And it would have this, I think it was just on that arcade. It may have been like hooked up with a few of other ones in the area, but it would track all the other people who would come to that arcade machine and fight your like ghost AI. Um, and everybody it would, like, who remember how you fought, right? Or you would like yeah, fight yeah. the AI and be like, okay, this is how he fights. Like exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it felt pretty realistic. Like sometimes you really get your ass kicked by like the high level people who are in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the tangible effect in that is that if you went in and fought a bunch of other people's AIs, you would take over their territory. There was like a map um, that uh, mm-hmm. there was like you it, at the very beginning of it, you choose like one of three teams uh, for a while. All those teams just grinded out with each yeah. other over the course of like a month. Like it took Many a long a time. global was was spent there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Um, just just trying to get some territory back um and mm-hmm. it's, it was really fun like i loved seeing like the returning people like the names that always show up I'm like oh shit they they decided to go on this team during this you know season or whatever it would be mm-hmm. and like they're you know power players or whatever right like mm-hmm. so if, if at any point you saw that they came and put some time in you're like oh shit like the whole map is probably taken over by now it's oh my god just felt good like being able to similar to minecraft like have this tangible team work that you're doing to like you know help out the cause oh my mm-hmm. goodness very good uh, 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 okay um the i mentioned uh multiplayer games like you were saying with rocket league anything with like okay. just fucking oh, uh two we're almost there we're almost there <laughs> right. um just multiplayer games in general especially uh-huh. the ones like overwatch where there's a tangible Little rank. progressions yeah the, uh, yeah you got your rank something like hearthstone where you have your rank all that sort of stuff yeah, i don't need to go into it you know why multiplayer games are good yeah. uh and then finally, all these fucking deck building games. My goodness. Got mm-hmm. some good stuff in there for progression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not only the global progression of unlocking more cards over time, but on the individual run-to-run progression where you're like, man, I have got a good deck going right now. And every yeah. card that I add or don't add is a significant amount or a significant impact on the way that this deck is playing. Ooh, very good. Very Jeez. good progression. Uh, okay. Okay. Are you okay. alive? I'm Okay. I went into a fugue state and started talking about video games. You Sorry. just, you just, um, you became the super pontimist right there. You <laughs> went to the next level. You went to the next level yeah. with your love of video games. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see. It's video game pontimism. <laughs> Why don't we talk about our number ones at long last? David? All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. What's your number one? City Skylines. City Skylines. A good inclusion. A good one for sure. I guess this game and then also just like creator creation games mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Like sim creation games. Mm-hmm. Because Roller Coaster Tycoon was definitely hitting this button for me the other day as well. Yep. 
But when it is something that is dynamic, like a whole yeah. city that I am managing, I guess management games, mm-hmm. I just, I can't stop playing because there's always a new problem to solve. Yeah. And they are uh, the new problem that you solve it and it creates other problems and you try to go sideways and then just like you create an cr- energy crisis and it's just, you can't go to sleep with your, when your people don't have any power chase. That's not what a good <laughs> mayor does. All right. It's not what a good <laughs> mayor does. Works hard and gets the power back on for the people. I get it. Right, but it is very satisfying when you to see just your population of your city go up, the happiness of the people go up when you put in like a new park. Yep, everybody's everybody gets like a little smiley face above them in a certain radius, and it feels good (laughs) to do that. Sure, reading like the socials about how people love being in your city or hate being in your city, and you have to change things. Yeah. And then just all the sweet graphs that change dynamically mm. with just like how educated is your population, like how many kids, adults, or old people are there, like what areas need more uh, policing, what areas have too much pollution, how can you fix the pollution, you have to upgrade these your, your power plants to this clean energy, and that takes all these kind of requirements to get there, and it's just, oh my god, it just keeps, keeps going, it just yep. keeps going. There's never really an end to... Uh, what you can do, it's, it feels like, or what you need to do, mm-hmm. um, especially in the early game where things are kind of tenuous. It's just like, oh, God, what am I doing? People really love like living here. Am I providing a good <laughs> town for these folks? Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a whole entire aspect of just being creative and creating a cool-looking city and making a neat, yeah. neat bridges and, oh, God, the traffic flow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nightmares about traffic poor traffic conditions in my city absolutely need to pick emily alice's brain about this because i have no clue what i'm doing i'm like a, a, a baboon with a keyboard trying to <laughs> trying to enter the passcode of, of good traffic flow and i just don't know how to do it at all the other day i was playing city skylines just kind of on a whim it's on game pass so i like just was like all right i'll start a new city yeah and i i feel the same way of just like i don't really feel like i know what i'm doing with traffic yeah um and then the, i was like but like surely it doesn't translate to the real world right like the sims doesn't feel like how you actually live your life so surely the Mm -hmm. traffic won't make any sense sure enough i'm like sitting on the couch i'm like hey i have a traffic issue here emily alice can you like just what what would you do here she's like well you got to add like a couple of one-way roads over there and then a roundabout over in this spot and that would probably like relieve some of it i'm like okay and then just it like put that in immediately solved i'm like oh my god Uh, like what is this black magic she has the gift she has she has the gift <laughs> she knows what she's doing yeah that's yeah. impressive that's yeah. impressive hell yeah love city skylines the, a lot of games are like this where it just sort of like they are serving the tycoon you, series yeah exactly they're serving you problems and you must solve them yeah but like dynamic problems mm-hmm. which is the which is the engaging part yeah you know, it's not as, just a, i was gonna say it's not just like an earthquake although that was in sim city for a that while. was in sim city yeah yeah it's, it's the concessions are too much money and there's not enough bathrooms here <laughs> yes. or, you know people are saying that this ride's too cheap and you're losing business so maybe you need to do some marketing <laughs> campaign but that takes money too it's just like yep. oh my god it gives me anxiety but like good anxiety anxiety sure. that i know i can solve mm-hmm that has no real world real world ramifications that's really the the best best. part always the best part of of that yeah (laughs) for sure what about you what's your number one chase so again i went back and forth again ask me to do this this list next week it'll probably be an entirely different list but for my money right now the best ding boy game for me it's fire emblem Mm, there's a lot of progression fire emblem and man does it have its hooks in me whenever i play one of these games yeah, it sh- it sure does. So like, I think the the biggest thing that usually hooks me in is a, is the cocktail of your units are always in danger. 
if they die, that's it. Mm-hmm. So you want to get them strong. You want to get them like strong enough to survive. So you're very much like, okay, whenever I go into battle, I kind of want to spread the experience out a little bit and, uh, you know, just kind of watch them get stronger over time. Eventually they get strong enough to class up, which makes some like bigger, stronger units. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, they've got a Wyvern that they ride now. That's fucking cool. That is cool. And shit like that to the point where like, you're kind of always just like, or at least I, when I'm playing them, I'm always like, I can't wait to like level them up to like get the progress up and like make these kit like because they're characters, right? Like they're people. And so you immediately both care about them mechanically and then the good Fire Emblem games will make you care about them narratively too. Obviously, Three Houses is like the best at this. Mm -hmm. There's so much time to go back and like hang out with your characters and you know, really give a shit about who is on the battlefield rather than just like some icon for like, it's a unit, it's a tank. No, dude, that's fucking Lithicia. She's the strongest goddamn mage out here. Um, <laughs> Don't and so fuck like, with her. similar to Hades, it is this sort of intrinsic loop of I initially care about the characters or the units because I want to continue playing the game and I want to win. Mm-hmm. And then they give me story beats to make me care about the characters. And then when I go back into battle, I am even more attached to them and do not want to lose them. And so I want to level them up more to make them stronger, to make them more like undeniably, like you cannot fuck with these characters. I like them too much. Yeah. And then they go back into the story and feed me more fucking story bits. And mm-hmm. like just over and over and over again, I get like sucked into these games because I cannot, I cannot stop. I cannot put them down. Yeah. And it just feels incredible to uh, level up both mechanically and narratively. It's very good stuff. I had a really good time with the ROM hacks of these games too. They did a really yeah, good job. You're of- saying that. Yeah, the like they they did a good job of kind of introducing different story beats that you wouldn't necessarily expect from a traditional Fire Emblem game uh-huh. that uh, played out the characters a little bit more. But I mean, nothing holds holds a candle to Three Houses. It's it's unbelievably good at that. So yeah, that's that's my fucking number one. That's it. Oh yeah, cool. You still look exhausted, Chase. I had I have so many feelings. I have so many <laughs> I have so many dings that I need to get out. You got a lot of dinging. You're a ding man now. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, great. That was a really cool list. I love talking about progression in video games. And I, I don't oh, yeah. think your I don't think your list was subpar at all. You said that at the beginning. You're like, wow, I'm, I got a weird one. No, David. A good Thank you. List. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a good list. I like your list. <laughs> Hey everybody, we are on Twitter at Pontimism. We are. Tweet us. If you want to. Retweet us. If we tweet anything anymore, if you want to. Um, we, got, we got quote tweeted, tweeted by the Gex bot the other day. I don't know if I told you that or not. The Gex bot? <laughs> There's like a bot that just generates like what would be Gex lines. I, they must just be trolling Twitter for whenever someone mentions Gex, which we what did. What did it say? It was just a fucking, it looked like a Gex tweet. <laughs> didn't make any oh. sense let me see if i can find it uh yeah the gex bot said this looks like the international talk like a pirate day at lil fizz's ranch nothing oh god doesn't make any sense i don't know that yeah i don't know at all what that means nope um but we're on we're on twitter we are there yeah we are also at potamus at gmail.com if you want to email us electronic snail mail as they say uh we're also just at potamus at gmail don't even that's need what to... i said oh did you okay cool great that's what i said at potamism at gmail right I, either way either one works baby if i didn't that's what I meant. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, nice. you can also, you know, like write us a review if you want on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It really helps us out. It does. 
um, like, subscribe, or whatever it is that you can do on any of your other podcast apps that you yes. use. If you don't use Apple Podcasts, you can really like refer us to a friend too. Like, have a friend try and try us out, and maybe maybe they like us, maybe they don't. That's fine. Whatever, whatever. We're cool. We're chill. It's all it's good. Fine. It's fine. We get. Yeah. So yeah, and thank you, thank you for spending your time with us. Yeah. There's lots of ways you can spend your time. You chose us. So thank you. Yeah. Huge thanks. Love our listeners. We support you. And uh, just on a personal note, I hope you're having a good day or night or afternoon, wherever you're listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it all is well with you. And if not, it'll get better. Or you'll have the strength to get through it. Either one. Mm, Yeah. Do you have any uh, video game wisdom for us this week, Chase? I would say if you're making a top five list, maybe don't bring 20 items to that (laughs) list. (laughs) Like the sort of equivalent of bringing a cannon to a knife fight. Maybe a little bit of an overcommitment. I've brought 20 items to our top five, and I'm also doing a top six. (laughs) Sort of not really playing by those (laughs) rules. But, you know, they do call me the bad boy of video games. You are the bad boy of the Potomism cast. I'm I'm the bad boy. I wear a leather jacket. I hold my Nintendo controller upside down. And I've got that Sonic Spyro Gex Batitude that mm. all the people love. Oh my god, Sonic Spyro and Gex Batitude oh, all yeah. combined into one? I'm doing the hardest DreamWorks face that you've ever seen. Uh, can I see it? <laughs> I'm a lovable little scamp. I'm the hero, but also maybe not. Maybe I'm like just a little scamp who likes to make trouble. I'm a good person, but I'm kind of an asshole sometimes. But I blow fire on sheep because they are cheap. Because my dragonfly needs to eat. <laughs> anyway, this has been Video Game Poddomism. Tell your dad that I said hi. Wow. <laughs> I will, Chase. Cool. <laughs> Likewise, you can you can tell your dad I said hi. You too, listener. I want you to tell your parents that i say hello i want you <laughs> want to tell your parents just winky face with a finger gun so you can communicate that to somebody that would be phenomenal thank you great anyway tell your dad i said hi <laughs> see you chase bye <laughs>